0: to Life Together, a podcast for Aggression Bible Church, where we exist to glorify God in being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. Josh and I are here today, not physically, but here today with our friend Matt Mormance. Matt, thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, guys. Good to be here.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, well, we just wanted to have you on again and let GBC hear from you, what's going on in your life and in your ministry, and just have some questions we wanted to um, to bounce around together. So maybe first, kind of catch up. How how are you? How's your family?
1: Yeah, uh, doing okay. I mean, can't complain too much, I, and even if I did, it doesn't really matter, right? So um, I think, you know, there's... Eh, Good and bad as always, like in all of life, but I think the kids are doing pretty good right now, which I love. Um, Yeah, they're in Slovene schools. And so it's always difficult, you know, just going to school in a different language and and navigating the systems. But, but I think they're doing really well, Uh, Sharon and I doing all right too. Uh, been doing some marriage counseling. So that's been good Cool, Uh, and got some more coming. So, uh, yeah, I think God's always good.
0: So yeah, that's great. yeah. Amen. Amen. How about, I know a lot of Gresham Bible church, you know, is aware of you guys and where you serve, but maybe for those that are, not or by way of refresher, could you just kind of like be a quick tour guide for us in Slovenia? Like, how would you describe Slovenia? You know, the culture you're in, what are the norms? Just what would you say? For sure. Yeah. I mean, first of all, so yeah, Europe, uh, just to
1: <laughs> make it that super quick. Yeah, start big. Yeah. Because people, you know, like Africa. Okay. Well, that's interesting. No. <laughs> uh, Slovenia is in Europe. Um, so we're bordered by Italy, Austria, Hungary, and Croatia. Uh, pretty small country, about a eighth of the size of Oregon. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Small, about a little over 2 million people. Um, amazing country. Like we've got the Alps, like, uh, the end of the Alps coming to Slovenia here, we've got a little bit of seaside on the Adriatic and then, um, yeah, for it's just, it's just a beautiful place to live. Like, it's amazing. So, but as far as the, the culture, the people like Slovenes are typically very hard workers. They're known for just being super diligent, um, achievers. In fact, uh, winter Olympics just happened, right? Mm-hmm. And they got fifteenth in the world for metal count. Wow. wow, with just two little over two million people. So if you like do yeah. per capita metal breakdown, they got second in the world behind Norway.
2: So, so the Alps come in handy then, uh,
1: <laughs> yes, man, they love their their ski jumping and all that stuff. like they're they're good. so uh, which is is awesome. like, um but so that's like the, you know, super positive side of it. And I think, then you got the, the other side of it where, you know, people feel, uh, they, they just need to prove themselves. You know, I've heard Slovenes say like, you're nobody, like, that's how you start life. You're nobody. And you have to make something of yourself and you have to, so there's always this, like, we've got to prove to our, my parents, to my teachers, to, you know, just lots of, of pressure, uh, yeah. school, stuff like that to, to do something. Even, I don't know if I said this last time we talked about, uh, like the highest mountain in, in Slovenia, like they say you're not a true Slovene until you climb to the top of that mountain. Wow. Oh, you're like, what? Man. Like that, that's kind of crazy. So, you know, good and bad. Like, so I love the hard work that, you know, all that stuff, but at the same time, there's, there's the the tough side of that too,
0: man. That feels right. like a scene from karate kid or something having to climb <laughs> the mountain. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I, out of curiosity, like how many people actually climb that mountain? Ooh, man, that's a great question. Um, I mean,
1: there's a lot of people every year that do it, uh, so, but I I know a lot of Slovins who who haven't, and so they're like, oh yeah, that's what they say, but who cares? Wow. Man? But I don't know. I even know like, have rules, like I I have done it. Yes, uh, I hope to take my son this summer. So that's the plan. We'll see if it happens. It's not um it's not a crazy crazy climb. It's a few thousand feet for sure. Um, but uh, it, it's a bit sketchy in places, and so you got to like rope in, and you got cables you're attached to, and like it's. So it's safe if you do it right, but uh,
0: it's, it's intense. It's good. Oh man. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Wow, Matt, cool. How long have you guys
2: lived there again? And we've been here
0: 11
2: years, I think. Oh. So. so it's, it's, it's like home to you now, maybe
1: for sure. Yeah. And especially for my kids, like my oldest daughter was a year old when we came and then we had another kid uh, like within a month after getting here, just over mm-hmm. a month. Yeah. So, yeah. so two kids, they were born here. And so it's very much home now. They love the United States. Absolutely. But oh. this is, this is where they live. So
2: I think that'd be pretty exciting to border so many countries so close to you. Like, uh, do you guys have a favorite country you'd like to visit outside of Slovenia just for fun?
1: I mean, yeah, we love to go vacation in Croatia just cause the seaside there is beautiful. So we'll okay. go down there and go, go camping in the summers. So you're like, you know, like it sounds super, Posh and fancy, but it's like oh, it's just it's camping, <laughs> so it's cool. Um, yeah. Sometimes we'll go to IKEA uh, in Italy. Nice, exciting, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a little over an hour drive, so you're like
2: so, so. So if we go to IKEA here in Portland, it's like we're going to Italy. Is that kind of what you're saying?
0: Basically.
1: So those meatballs, they're Italian.
0: Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. It. <laughs> that's amazing Josh's question you're like we go to Ikea that's what we do
1: yeah well for a long time we didn't have an Ikea in Slovenia so it was like oh yeah like we need to go to Ikea get something you gotta pop over the border drive an hour it's like anyway
0: so uh, that, that's amazing well and, and how about I mean real time when we're recording this it's on everybody's minds around the world but the situation in Ukraine like oh man. man what's that like there if that makes sense because that's not too far yeah <sighs> No,
1: I mean, yeah, we've got Hungary in between us and Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, which is a NATO country, so that's big, um, that, yeah, they'd have to go into NATO territory to But we still see the impact, I think, um, I mean we're just starting to see it economically here. I think okay. We'll probably start getting more refugees soon right now. They're mainly in Poland, uh, Slovakia, Hungary. Uh, Romania are the the main places for, for refugees. And so, uh, and, and people are hoping like a lot of the Ukrainian, the women and kids that are coming out because, uh, you, I don't know if people know, but like men, 18 to 60 aren't allowed to leave. So like the wives and kids are all leaving, uh, just to get away from the bombs and stuff, but the men have to stay to fight. So oh, a lot of families separated, but they're trying to stay closer to the borders because they're hoping that the war is going to end soon. They can just go back home okay be reunited um ukrainians are amazing people i've got a lot of co-workers up there um hearing some some crazy stories like some amazing miracles and also just heartbreaking stuff so mm. uh man it's heavy
2: yeah. what's one of those things that has been shared with you that kind of impacted you maybe the most at this point
1: yeah i mean just hearing the stories of uh we had some, some coworkers who were leaving the country, some Americans who were encouraged to leave after the bomb started coming and, uh, waiting 48 hours in line just to get out of the country, um, in really cold weather right now. So, uh, trying to conserve your gas in your, in your car, you know, like you've got to move your car every 15, 20 minutes over 48 hours. And, and so you're just freezing and. People are walking, you know, 15 miles, some people on foot just to get to the border and try to cross. Um, so there's those kind of things that it's like, wow. And a kid who was a, a leader in the youth group last week is now on the front lines with a gun.
2: Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa. Well, like, yeah.
1: <clears throat>
2: so it's hard crazy to comprehend, times. you know, it that is. kind of change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking about our conversation coming up, Matt, I just wanted to ask about that. Um, honestly been thinking about you guys, I know you're a distance from it and yet not that far. So, yeah. 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 Um, it's
1: just weighing on all of Europe right now
0: for sure. I bet. And have you, um, any indication that's opening up kind of more spiritual discussions or is that not changing kind of the dynamics where you are?
1: Um, haven't seen it impact Slovenia too much yet. Um, in Ukraine, though, I'm hearing stories uh, from workers there, coworkers there, pastors who like people are coming to Christ in the bunkers at night. Wow! Uh, because they're you know they're going down in the subways to get away from bombs at night, and uh, so people are sharing the gospel and people are coming to faith in, in times of crisis, you know they're looking for a savior and and finding them. So that's pretty cool.
0: Man, amen. Oh, I
1: mean. Awesome you hate to see the pain and the heartbreak and the death, but, um, but even then God is, he's still good.
0: Yeah. Man. Man, Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Well, Well, Hey, in our, in our conversation, I don't know the best way to like transition. I don't want this to sound too formal, but just thinking about you guys, I've heard you share it in some way, but I would just love to ask you, like now that you've been, you know, in Slovenia for like 11 years, like why are you and Sharon doing what you're doing? Like what's your why in being a missionary where you are? I just thought that'd be cool to hear you talk about. Mm, yeah, that's
1: good. Um, man, good question. I think for sure there's a lot in that, uh, you know, coming to faith in high school, uh, a good shepherd over in the youth group there. Uh, and then um, going on some mission trips as a young person and VBS and all that stuff, uh, going to different countries. And so just getting a heart for missions, just that what God's doing around the world is, is always just been fascinating to me. Um, and then having opportunities to just go and serve, I got to go serve in Lithuania for a couple of years with Campus Crusade or crew and then, um, and then here. So it, for sure, there's like the stories of all the, the, the trips and stuff like that. And just being like, oh man, God, I, I want to go wherever. Uh and then when like the call comes, then just taking it. Um, yeah. I think as far as you know why we do what we do, we just we love working with young people. We love college students, like my wife and I just always that's been our our calling. And so um having a chance to do that, having a chance to make disciples who make disciples um in a country where there's not very many Christians. And so uh, it's a wide open field. Hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Remind us again, like uh, w- uh, and everybody listening, but like the organization you're with and kind of your focuses of where you're at and what you're sure. laboring to do.
1: Yeah. So we work with a, a mission agency called Josiah Venture who works in uh, Central and Eastern Europe uh, and typically focuses on youth as the the main thing. And, and our mission really is to make disciples who make disciples. So we want to really live out that Matthew 28. Um, and then, yeah, my wife and I specifically really, we work with college students, uh, in our, in the capital here of Slovenia, which is Ljubljana, uh, through our little evangelical church here. And, um, yeah, uh, sorry. (laughs) What other, uh, info there did you want Josh? I think, I
2: think you got it. Yeah, that was great. Totally. Just trying to think of the people who maybe don't know much about you and, the organization you're with and what you guys are doing. So that's, that's really helpful.
1: I think The other part of it too, just the history of like, somebody discipled me. So when I was, you know, a punk 16 year old kid <laughs> over at Barlow high school, somebody said, Hey, let me show you what Jesus is like. And didn't just sit me down and walk me through a book. Books are great, but just let me see his life. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that was huge. And I think that's kind of what I want to do for young guys here is just, sit down with them, dig into the good and the bad and all of life and point to Jesus as we go, you know?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's something I always appreciate about you, Matt and Sharon, is that you guys are upfront about stuff. And with that kind of as a backdrop, like I just wanted to ask you, I know we're on a podcast, people are going to, you know, it's for public dissemination, but like, what are the whole highlights, lowlights question for you and Sharon, maybe the scope, even in this last, you know, year or two? Like what are the highlights, lowlights for you in your ministry? I just think that'd be really good for people to hear and kind of not have oh yeah missionary, but really like take it off the shelf and like yeah. really like land that. What has that been like?
1: Sure, yeah, it's a great question. I think, uh, man, I'll I'll start with the highlights because those are fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be an optimist, so it's
2: better than I'm not that. The highlights. So yeah,
1: that's true. That's yeah, yeah good call, Josh. Thanks. Um, our small group. So my wife and I, we, we got a small group in our home here and, uh, it's just been so fun. We got, um, what seven college students and, uh, I guess one's a young adult ish. Yeah. Yeah. Young adult. And so, and then our kids joined too. And so that's just been a blast for my kids. I think to, you know, they're not like always highly participating, you know, we got a fourth grader, sixth grader and seventh grader, but they're there, they're interacting some. And, uh, it's just been great. We, we have a Bible we've been going through Ephesians and, uh, so just read a, a paragraph or so and talk about it, talk about what God's doing. And then like we do an, I will statement, like, all right, what do you think God wants you to do with this? Cause we want to, we want to take it to the streets and, uh, and really practice obedience. And so, um, it's not pressure. It's not, you know, like, okay, what are you going to do? You got to do it. It's just, it's like, Hey, if God's asking you to do something to respond to his word, then let's write it down. And then let's check in mm-hmm. last week. Next, you know, like, how'd that go? Do you get to do your, I got, you know, one girl, she's like, I need to talk to my mom about Jesus. You're like, okay, let's pray for you. And we pray and, you know, she goes and does it. And her mom is like, all right and is responding and going, okay, I think I need to ask my mom to read the Bible with me. And like, all right, Tia, like do it. And so she's um, doing it. And like, so it's really fun to see um, all of us just trying to respond to God and his word and, and watching to see what he's doing. Like another girl is, uh, she's starting a, a Bible study with a friend. She felt like I, I need to go talk to this friend. Um, cause we just take a few minutes at the end, like to just All right, just be silent and and let's just try to hear what God's doing. And so Mm -hmm. she's like, I think I'm supposed to talk to a friend. Great, do it. And she did it. And these friends are like, Oh, I got some friends who want to read the Bible too. Let's. And so ah, like we're gonna have more groups coming.
0: That's so cool. So would it be safe to say you're starting to see disciples who make disciples? Maybe in infancy form or?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think in the eleven years years here, it's like it's it's been hard because typically it goes that one generation, and then they feel like, well, I can't. I can't lead somebody else. Yeah. And I'm not a missionary. I'm not, you're like, no, no, like absolutely. You don't need to be a missionary. Nobody, you know Um, that's why we're trying to make a really simple reproducible home group that others can feel like they can go start one anytime. And we even take turns sharing like who's leading and stuff like that. It's not like, it's not my home group. It's our home group. I just, it's just at my house. So
2: I love that. Matt, I mean, is that, is that something that was instilled in you? This idea of we do this, I will statements. Was that kind of instilled in you when you were, you know, in your own words, a punk kid at Harlow? Yeah, I didn't know you <laughs> then, but I mean, it was that like a part of your early discipleship or who gave that thought to you, I guess, because to me, I, what you're saying has even challenged me uh, recently in discipling others. Um, and I think that's fantastic. I mean, I just don't know how many, especially in the context we're in, which you you've come from often we read the Bible and we go, okay, what am I going to do with this? You know, well, how am I going to yeah. obey Jesus using this verse is like, you think, what do I need to know? Sure. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Is that, has that just been a part of you? Is that something that was already there in that culture um, when you got there?
1: No, actually it wasn't really a part of me or the culture. Um, it was probably about four years ago, something like that. I just heard a, a guy who was coming through Slovenia. It was from India actually. Um, and he said, like he goes, I I think the, a growing disciple in Jesus, it's kind of like a a three-legged stool. Uh, You got three legs. And he goes, the first leg is growing in knowledge of God and who he is knowing his word. The second one is growing in obedience. And the third one is growing in in telling people about what you're learning. So evangelism, uh, Mm -hmm. but not, not just, you know, cold Turkey on the streets, but like your friends and family, like, man, here's what I'm learning about God. Can I tell you? Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I was like, whoa, like that's, that's an interesting picture of a three-legged stool, you know, with growing in knowledge, growing obedience, growing in sharing that faith. And so I go, Mm -hmm. man, I've always been really good at growing in knowledge. Like that's, (laughs) that's a lot of my story. Then going to Bible school, you know, and trying to get masters and all that. Like I, I, I did that. And I I try to be obedient, but um, I didn't always, you know, it's just kind of like me and God and what's going on. Not, somebody push in and be like, Hey, like, how are we going to respond to this? Like, let's do this. Yeah. So it really challenged me. And I think it's, it's shaping the way that we're doing things here now too. And, and we're seeing good stuff. So
0: I love that. God's working. That's awesome. You're yeah. getting me pumped up over here, Matt. <laughs> this is great.
1: <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> so pumped simple. up too. So this yeah. is great for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, that's it's such awesome. a simple, but I think uh, powerful question, you know, so what are you going to do yeah. about this? And it's almost could be scary, but man, that's when we're really being formed. Right. So yeah. I love that. I love that. That's what is a highlight for you. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Amen.
1: Yeah. And yeah I think, any- oh, sorry. Go
0: ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead, Matt.
1: I just think like sometimes, you know, evangelists is like, okay, are you doing it or not? And are you, are you good Christian or not? And you're like, okay, that's, that's just nice. Like that guilt-based or shame-based stuff. And, and yeah, yeah. this is just like, all right, is there somebody that God wants you to talk to this week? Let's yeah. just ask him. And if somebody pops in your mind, go try it out. If it's a fail, great. You failed, but you, you tried and you tried following God in that. So it's good,
0: man. I, I love that. Just kind of digesting what you're saying. Like, would you agree or disagree or maybe nuance this? It sounds to me like you're changing that from like aspirational, like that's for the few special Christians to do to the floor. Like that's yes. like baseline for being a Jesus follower is, is sharing who Jesus is out of our life. W- would you agree with that or?
1: Absolutely. Mike. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for right. sure. That's like, as soon as somebody uh, gets to know Jesus, like this is, this is kind of who, who we are and what we do. And so even as this girl starts this Bible study group, like she's going to ask the same questions that we're asking, like, Hey, do you feel like God's telling you anything to do this week? So even no. before they've, you know, fully given their lives to Jesus or prayed a prayer or whatever, you know, like that they're going to be learning obedience from the beginning. Um, Yeah. Obedience response,
2: I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're so scared of legalism, but legalism uh, only feels like legalism. I don't know if that's the right way of putting it. If it's me doing something, I don't really actually want to do, Mm -hmm. but if I don't really want to do it, then I, I could use the cop out that I want to be legalistic. But if I really do like, love christ and i want to live into all that he's calling me into then it's a completely different motivation right absolutely it's it's like i get to be a part of his life in this world and what do you want me to do i'll do it you know that kind of mentality so uh, for me i have used legalism often as a cop-out probably to disobey um and so uh, yeah
0: i think i think what you're doing is really good man
2: i think it's good Uh,
1: i hear you and i i think uh, that's my story too josh
0: how about that's an awesome highlight how about i know nobody likes to talk about low lights but let's still go there how about low lights over this past year too matt all right
1: yeah um (laughs) not gonna lie it's been a a hard year and that's why my wife and i are in marriage counseling right now um like we're doing good so no worries to all you listeners out there we're not like our marriage is good um but for sure there's been some some tough stuff that has impacted it. Like it's stuff out there that's impacting us, you know, and then we, we see it different, or we, you know, we, or it spins us up and, or triggers us on something. And so for sure, we, we had some hard stuff in our team. Um, and some of my roles that I've had, I was on the leadership team. And I also do like HR for our missionaries here. We've got 26 missionaries in Slovenia uh, with our group. And so, and then also I do, I'm in charge of like care for our people. And so, um, I've thought we needed to go some different directions than other people did and, um, just some, some tough stuff. And so I, back in June, uh, I told our country leader, I needed to step down for a, a while, uh, just to get off the leadership. Like, Hey, if this is the direction we're going, love you, but it's, I just feel, conviction that I can't do that. So I needed to like step down and let him lead the way he wanted to lead. And so that's been really hard. We're working on, you know, rebuilding, uh, relationships and trust and stuff like that. But it's, it's that people, man, it's messy and I'm messy. And (laughs) so it's, uh, I sin, they sin it. You got to work on this stuff and it's, it's hard though.
0: Yeah. Yeah i appreciate you sharing that you guys are in marriage counseling um i think that's awesome good yeah <laughs>
1: yeah yeah we're oh, we're excited
0: <laughs> yeah like, exactly
1: it's like hey let's let's figure out how to like these arguments that just keep coming up like let's get some outside eyes to look on that and help us how to you know get past some of those mm-hmm. um, yeah we love each other we want to love each other even more
2: yeah So, So would you say that, so your team was going through disagreement type stuff or conflict 26, you're on the leadership of it. Yep. Um, and that conflict is kind of related a little bit to like maybe priorities or, uh, vision and stuff like that. Right. So kind of a disagreement in what should be focused on and being done right now. Is that, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Some of the direction, uh, with some stuff. Um, and so just a, a disagreement and we talked about it we knew like it wasn't, you know, I didn't spring it on anybody like, Oh, I'm out. You know, it was like, Hey, we'd been going through months, actually a year or so of, of just difficult conversations, talks. Um, so uh, it was done well on both sides, I think, and uh, still hurts. And it's so oh, difficult. Yeah. And I know I, I hurt my team leader too, uh, just by saying, Hey man, I, I need to, I need to step down. And yeah. Um,
2: so, yeah. What do you think you've kind of been learning through all that? I mean, especially as it relates to unity and love for people who are your brothers and sisters in Christ in the midst of disagreement, conflict. Um, I mean, I imagine people who are listening to this have all, I mean, I know every Christian in the world probably has gone through conflict and trying to live into unity and disagreement, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, what have you kind of been learning through that?
1: Yeah, there's a lot uh, God is for sure teaching me a ton in, um, in all this, but, um, yeah, as far as the unity, I think how to do that. Well, I mean, I love Randy Alcorn's book, you know, um, uh, was it truth and grace, uh, paradox. Mm-hmm. yep And so just how to, how to follow the way of Jesus and like how to say the things that you need to say, um, and really press into those things, not shy away. I think, for a long time, i I just would avoid some of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I for sure can go to people pleasing at times. Um, but how to, how to have that conviction and strength, um, and also with a ton of grace, uh, trying to empathize and understand other people's viewpoints, trying to take the log out of my eye first, mm-hmm. uh, cause I got logs, you know, <laughs> and, uh,
2: <laughs> so it's painful.
1: It is. And, uh, and, uh, but it's been a great, just stripping of me, um, you know, going through even anxiety attacks at times uh, in the last year and and just feeling that like, Oh, this is, this is heavy stuff being in tons of so many, just difficult conversations um, uh, with the, the leadership and different times. And so it's, you know, those are just hard times. It's draining. Um, But how to, how to stay focused on Jesus instead of all the junk. Mm. And, uh, and sometimes I do a good job and sometimes I, I just see all the problems in front of me and it's hard, it's easy to get stuck on those. And, and uh, yeah, forget how amazing our God is and how big he is and that he can, he can do miracles. But I think when you don't see a miracle, it's easy just to, like okay, I've been I've been praying for this for a long time, like a few years, God, and yeah, still, Man, so ah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I, I'm just uh, reflecting on what you're saying, Matt. Again, appreciate your honesty. Um, like you're you're playing injured, so to speak. You're out on the mission field. You're sharing about Jesus while you're working through your own hurts, and part of that is because of what you're being called into and the difficulties of that. Like, how would you describe? I don't know the best way to articulate this and i don't mean this in like a cheesy way but like in a real you know um early in the morning when your feet hit the floor late at night when you're staying up late even in anxiety attack stuff like where's jesus meeting you in this you know like where's the gospel comforting you and where's the gospel yeah. confronting you is just how it comes to mind for me
1: yeah those those are great questions mike um man i'm i'm the gospels it's it's got to be there all the time. Like, like you're saying, I think, um, receiving grace and giving grace is always a huge one. Um, mm-hmm. especially when people are being difficult or I'm being difficult. Um, I, I heard, uh, I read in a book recently, someone said the, the defining characteristic of a mature Christian is loving people. Well, And I was like, oh, that smacked me upside the face, man. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like that's like, you know, it's like, oh, no, you got to be smart. You got to you know your stuff. You got to, and it's like, no, actually, the defining characteristic of a mature Christian is loving people well, like Jesus did. And it's like, whoo. so how am I doing it really loving? And how am I doing it really, you know, just receiving that love and staying like the abiding of, of, you know, John talks about. Um, and then how to let that fruit, which I think in John 15 is that love that's coming through. It's as I stay connected to the vine of Jesus, I uh, let the father in, um, that love is going to be the fruit. And so sometimes I got to look at that love and be like, dude, what's, what's the fruit coming out. And, um, so that the gospel is confronting me there. And as I try to, to live out, you know, that truth and grace stuff, it's, it's, it's good, but, it just meant weekly, like times of, of prayer. And uh, I'll admit I'm not the best praying person in the world. And, uh, but I carve out two hours on Sunday nights after the kids go to bed just to sit and sweat it out with Jesus and like go and like repent often so much freaking repentance, which is great um, cleansing and, and then just knowing that I'm loved, knowing that there's nothing I can do and that Jesus is the, you know, Hebrews 12, the the author and perfecter. And so letting him do his perfecting work in me, Mm. um, write that story. So, Mm. so yeah, the, the gospel for sure. It's it is. Imagine
2: based on what you're saying though, about, um, People who live in Slovenia, um, how they're—you said they're really hard workers, right? Like it's, you're not really Slovenian until you climb the mountain, right? Yeah, it's about kind of what you do. And then, I mean, I've—I've uh, I've never been exactly in your shoes, but planted a church, like church planting, kind of you're starting a new work. There's just a lot of pressure around it, yeah. Especially in terms of what you're doing to try to feel like you need to hold something up and go, see, I'm successful. I'm, I'm doing something. Here's some fruit, right? Here's, um, I am something, right. I'm not a complete failure. Um, I just remember, <laughs> yeah. like in all of our lives, we feel that too. But I think in your context, that's gotta be really heightened, not only because of the people that you're ministering to around in kind of what's part of their DNA and their culture, sure. but even like being a missionary, a cross-cultural worker, I mean, there's just gotta be so much pressure there. And so uh, I just feel like that challenge has got to be desetting constantly. And so kind of, I'm even hearing you kind of work through that. Like I am loved, I'm abiding in the vine, like Christ's finished work. Mm -hmm. His words over me are done, right? Yeah. And I've even been thinking a lot more lately, just how often I'm constantly wanting God to do other things. And lately I'm trying to be reminded that uh, sadly, it's almost like the confronting of the gospel. Mm-hmm. that uh, God's primary work is forming Christ in me yeah. and how he He uses all these really difficult things just to kind of be doing that kind of work. And then as Christ is being formed in me, that bears fruit, like that makes the impact. Like you you talked about the guy who pulled you aside at Barlow and didn't just read you, walk you through a book, but he saw his life, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's like the discipleship of it, right? That's the Christ formed, being formed in him, but that's just spilling over yeah. into other people. And uh but that doesn't feel like something you can hold up and go see I'm something, right? Right. I'm not, I'm not a, a failure. But um anyways, yeah, you're not a failure, man. Not at all. So um you just obeying obeying Christ by going is a huge success. Okay. But anyway, just kind of piecing some of that stuff together. I think it'd be really interesting context that's to be awesome. ministering it if I were you. Mm.
1: Thanks for, thanks for putting the puzzle pieces together. That that was great. I, yeah, I resonate with everything you said there, Josh.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, real quick, uh, before we kind of wrap it, I just want to hear you describe a little bit more sweating it out with Jesus. You've shared this with me before, but I just love every time hearing you talk about, so, so what does that mean? (laughs) Matt Mormant's writes a small pamphlet, sweating it out with Jesus. What does that mean? (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) I don't know. Like, you know, some people, they just
1: get stuff really. I'm not one of those people. Like it takes me a long time and a lot of heartache and, and head banging against the wall. But so I've learned that like with me and my prayer life, it's gotta be physical. Um, I'm not good at just sitting down and being silent and just quiet times. Like those are great. Like, but like when I'm hiking or something like that, that's when it's like, it's okay. I'm talking. I'm, you know, it's like, I got to work it out a little bit. Um, so I don't know if I'm just experiential or so and I really enjoy saunas. Like, I love praying in a sauna. Cause it's just in, it's hot, oh, yeah. it's intense. It's just so good. But we COVID same? and everything. <laughs> like you just can't go to saunas here. They're all closed. And so like, so a year ago, I'm like, okay, man, this has been a brutal year. I gotta, I gotta figure this out. And so I was like, well, go take a stupid hot bath. And so I'd get in on Sunday nights at nine to 11 o'clock. I, I just get it as hot as I can. And and just sweat and pray and repent and receive God's love and <laughs> read the Bible, love listen it. to worship. I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's good. It's good. I need it. Hmm. So sweating
0: that, out with Jesus. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I love everything about what you've just described. Yeah. 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 So, so when the saunas, if, and when they reopen, will you utilize the saunas or are you still going to go, you know, kind of, you know, the thing you've built at home,
1: I, that's a good question, man. I, I think uh, the poor man's sauna is is working for me. Yeah. So I, I'll probably keep this going. And uh, yeah. So uh,
0: I don't know. Awesome. We'll see. Yeah. I'm picturing you, new heavens, and new earth, your mansion, so to speak. You're going to have an <laughs> awesome sauna set up, Matt. It's going to be great.
1: Oh, uh, that'd be wonderful. Sounds, sounds the good.
0: Trifecta right. of the hot tub, the steam room, and the sauna. Yes, you know, all great. in one giant
1: room. Yeah. yeah. You got to get the, the cold dip, too. Like You got to feel that's the, ah, the yeah. pain of the cold. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's awesome well well, hey um i would love to hear you you share briefly you know how can gresham bible church be praying for you i don't want that to be just a check the box thing but i really want to ask you that people listen to the podcast they can be praying for the Mormons. and you know what kind of ways for you guys can we be praying for you
1: yeah um man okay a couple requests or two or three here i guess um so one i'm I just, like I said, I'm growing in my prayer life. Um, and so in the mornings, I drop my kids off at school, uh, which isn't too far from my house here. And then I just go for a walk around my neighborhood real quick, um, like 15 minutes, and I'm just praying for my neighborhood. And so, and as I do that, we've got a few big apartment buildings here. Um, and so I'm praying that there'd be 20 Bible studies. And uh, the right now there's none. And the, the, the blocks, the apartments, you know, um, we're doing stuff to reach out to kids in our neighborhood, my kids, classmates and stuff like that. So we're hoping the parents, um, I don't know. We're praying for families to come to faith, not just kids awesome. like love, love kids. That's great. But we want to see families come to faith. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so persons of peace that, you know, they go like that. They're just going to open up doors to, to starting stuff, to, People who are open to the gospel. So uh that's one for sure. I'd love to see 20 groups uh in my neighborhood, 20 Bible studies going. And then um another one is uh just our small group that man, we stay faithful and 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 that we would see just the fruit coming from that, I think. Uh we just got some amazing people in the group and and God's doing good stuff. And I can't wait to see like that multiplication. So yeah, pray for multiplication there. Um, and then lastly, I think just one of my prayers laid me for, for me, uh, like if I can do a personal prayer request, like it's like one of my prayers lately has just been Jesus, this is your kingdom and you're responsible for all things in it. I know you ask me to watch over certain things in your kingdom, and I gladly ex- accept responsibility for those things alone. Do not allow me to pick up or care for or hold on to anything more than what you've given me for today. Wow. Jesus, you're my, you're my strength and I, I'm not your strength. <laughs> so I release and surrender all things to you and your leadership. And I place myself under your loving rule. And so yeah. I think that just the, the prayer there is just like, sometimes I just pick up stuff that's not mine. And I let stuff stick that just, I'm not supposed to hold and uh, that he's supposed to hold. And so only the stuff that he's given me to hold today,
2: that I'd hold. So I think that's a, wow. That's really good, man. I need to keep, I feel like you can write a book with the title, sweating it out with Jesus and then that's the subtitle, the whole prayer. That'd be great. (laughs) It's going to be a short book. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. No, but really, I, you, can you like send that? Prayer to us. We, I'd, I'd love to to see that prayer, and maybe you could even yeah. put it in the podcast show notes or something. I thought it was really yeah. helpful. Let's We'll be praying that for you too, man.
0: Yeah. Thank yeah, you. For sure. Thank, you, very Thank you for sharing that. And and Matt, I've asked you this before. I don't want it to sound awkward, but I'm going to be the one just to ask you the question, then you can speak into it. Like, how are you guys doing in terms of um, financial support uh, needs, things of uh, along those lines?
1: You know what, guys, crazy faithful. Um so we're like at like 95% of oh, awesome. what we need to be. And um it's just crazy how, how good he's been. So we've got a few people, you know, that uh supporters getting older and retiring, you know, fixed income and, and stuff like that, which in totally makes sense. So some people are having to to drop some support, which is normal. Um mm-hmm. so yeah there's there's always a little bit of a need, but I just I can't complain. God has just been incredibly faithful so thanks
0: for asking yeah oh man that's awesome yeah well hey i want to respect your time you're joining us late in your day uh halfway around the world so um seriously thank you for joining us it's great to connect and hear your voice thank you thanks
1: thanks mike i appreciate it josh thanks guys i I appreciate you guys and gbc so much so we're hoping to get back there sometime this year. And uh, oh. when we do, I can't wait to sit down and have coffee with you guys and people at GBC yeah. and just get, cause last time we were back in the States, like we got there like the week before like lockdown of COVID. And it was just oh, like, yeah. right. Oh,
0: it was horrible. <laughs> Perfect yeah, was timing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Matt, those saunas here are open brother. <laughs> the saunas are open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're calling. <laughs> yes, that's they right. are. Uh, All right. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you. Well, uh, Thanks for joining us together on uh, Life Together today. If you have any questions or want to connect with uh, Matt, you can do that by reaching out to me. And that's at Mike at GreshamBible.org. Until next week, thanks Gresham Bible Church.